Hello, everyone. Welcome into episode number 28 of the Building Up Podcast. I am David. As always, thank you guys for being with us. On today's episode of the podcast, we are addressing the second part of a question that we were asked by a parent in our church. And last week's episode, episode number 27, we looked at part of this question. Uh, So what we started with was this, a parent who said, how do I help my child know how to respond to someone appropriately who is in the LGBTQ community? And so we dealt with that question on episode number 27, looking at that from a Christian worldview and what advice we would give a mom or a dad who's helping their child or their teenager walk through Uh, that issue. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would actually suggest maybe pause this episode, go back, listen there, and then return because what we're going to talk about today, answering the second part of their question, is going to build on the principles that we looked at last week. So what is the second part of the question? It is, how do I help my child establish proper boundaries when it comes to friendships with those who are in the LGBTQ community? And I would actually say that based on what we're looking at today, I think this question could be, how do I help my child establish proper boundaries when it comes to friendships with anyone who is outside of the church and living in a lifestyle that is contrary to God, to His Word, and to us as believers. Uh, How do we do that as adults? But in particular, for this question, how do we help train up our children in order to have those proper boundaries? So that's what we're going to deal with today. And, and really to start, what, I, what I'm looking at when it comes to friendships with the world is I see a coin with two sides. On one side of that coin is the reality that there is a type of friendship with the world, with those who are not in the Christian faith, that we are called to have, that we should have. As Christians, there's a type of friendship we should have with those in the world. But at the same time, the other side of that coin is there is a type of friendship that the Bible tells us not to have with those who are in the world. To not be um, to a type of friendship that we shouldn't have with people who are outside of the Christian faith. So what does that look like? Well, on one hand, this friendship that we're called into is we're reminded of how Jesus lived. Jesus was actually criticized by religious people in his day and called a friend of sinners because Jesus spent time with people caught up in sinful lifestyles. He would go and eat in their homes. He would take time to invest in them, to teach them. He would take time to heal them and to help them in in their needs and and what was happening in their life. And and he did this. What we see Jesus doing is, is... building these friendships in order that he might minister to these people who are caught up in sin, that they might have faith in him and thus have a relationship with God. So Jesus was very intentional. He said to his followers in John chapter 8, I am the light of the world. And so, of course, the light needs to shine in the darkness. It needs to shine in dark places. And that's what Jesus came to do. And he didn't just stand back from a from everyone at a distance and, and, and wave at them and scream at them or yell at them, but keep himself at arm's length. 
but rather he went to the people. He went to them where they were. Um, He went to sinners. He invested in them and in a type of friendship with them that could lead them to himself. And then in, later in his ministry, he would tell his followers, you are the light of the world. Or in John 20, 21, he said, as the Father has sent me, now I am sending you. And so this ministry that Jesus had and the way that Jesus lived, as believers, we're called to do the same. We are to shine the light that he has given us into dark places. We are to love people well. We are to invest in people. Those outside of the church are included in that number, and we're to invest in them in hopes that they will come to faith in Christ and be reconciled to God. And so that type of friendship, the Bible says, yes, have that type of friendship. And there's no limits on it. In other words, um, it doesn't say just be friends with those who are in you know, this particular lifestyle, or as long as, they don't, as long as they don't do this particular sin, you can shine light to them. No, it's just a blanket statement. We should shine light to everyone, all sinners everywhere. And as we talked about last week, at the core, all of us are dealing with the same sinful human condition. Now, at the same time, there is a friendship with the world, friendship with those outside of the church that the Bible warns us against, that we should not have. In particular, I would point us to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, verse 14, where Jesus, through the Apostle Paul, warns the church, "...do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers." For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? So what we need to remember is that even Jesus as the light of the world, even Jesus as He was making these friendships and investing in sinners, He never compromised. He he never gave in to their lifestyle or the way they were living. He never gave in to their worldview. Uh, Jesus never... uh, himself sinned or did the same deeds that they were doing. As he engaged them in friendship, he did so as someone who was standing in God's righteousness and living a godly life. And so the Bible says when it comes to friendships with the world, we should not be yoked or tied to an unbeliever in an inappropriate way. We should not have fellowship or partnership with them um, and, and so that begins to clue us in on the types of relationships that we're warned against. Uh, we should not be, we should not have a type of friendship, a type of partnership with someone who is not a believer in such a way where we ourselves are pulled into their lifestyle or pulled into their way of thinking. We don't go along with them in the way that they live. The point of the friendships with those in the world is to help them see the light and come to know God. So when we find ourselves joining or being yoked with someone who is not a believer and turning in their direction the way that they live or the way that they see the world or think, then the Bible says that is not the type of relationship we should have. As a matter of fact, 1 Corinthians 15 warns us, uh, don't be deceived. 
bad company will ruin good morals. So in other words, we should never think, well, I can really invest myself in this person and their lifestyle. I can go along with some of what they're saying, and at the end of the day, it'll be okay. And the Bible says, actually, you may end up finding yourself, if you don't keep your guard up, if you don't uh, watch your own life, you may end up finding yourself being susceptible to how they live, being corrupted, your good morals and good intentions being corrupted by bad morals and bad company. Where I think this really comes out is um, sometimes uh, when we are trying to bridge gaps with those who are not Christians, we end up finding ourselves uh, partaking in a lifestyle that they're partaking in, uh, doing things that that we really should not do as Christians, but we're doing them uh, because we're we're with people that are doing those things, and maybe we give in to peer pressure, or we convince ourselves, well, this is the way that I can bridge the gap. Uh, I think where you see this even uh, more clearly when it comes to the LGBTQ community is you see Christians who start having these strong friendships with people in that community and they begin to compromise what they believe. They begin to think, well, you know, maybe this really isn't a big deal or maybe this lifestyle really isn't a sin. And there are Christians, many in the church, who have made that change, that turn. They've been corrupted. Uh, and they're not seeing things biblically anymore. In their desire to love people, they became overcome, overran by those people's morals when actually the opposite thing should be happening. So when it comes to these friendships, should we have friendships with people in the world that involve building bridges and being kind and having a general friendship a loving ministry to people in hopes that we can bring them to know Jesus? Absolutely yes, yes, yes. Should we have a friendship with those outside of the church that is an indiscriminate partnership in which we are compelled or influenced by uh, these individuals and that their behavior becomes our behavior and their thoughts become our thoughts? And the answer to that is no. That type of partnership, that type of fellowship, we should only have with other believers who are all headed in the same direction and trying to do the same things, which is live for God and live by His Word. Now, it is a challenge for us as believers to know how to live this way. How do we properly invest and love people well and have friendships with those in the world while not being overcome by those friendships? And it is certainly difficult for our children and our teenagers to know how to do that. Ephesians chapter 4 actually compares being spiritually immature to being a child. That when you're a child, you deal with spiritual immaturity. And so children are susceptible to being tossed like a wave in the wind from one direction to another. Children are susceptible to being carried off by various doctrines that sound really good um, when they're being presented, children are susceptible to craftiness in deceitful schemes. This is what the Bible tells us. Now, on the other hand, what we are to be doing as parents is training up our children in the way that they should go. And if as parents we shield our children from ever having to think through these decisions and learn how to live in this dynamic of being friends with the world without being partners with the world, if we never give them that opportunity, then how are they ever going to learn? 
right? They're going to reach a place where they leave our homes and they're not going to have an idea of how to navigate some of these waters. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14 says that mature people are those who have had their powers of discernment trained by constant practice distinguishing good and evil. And so if we never give our children an opportunity to do those things, to think through these issues and learn how to develop right relationships while staying away from wrong partnerships, then they're not going to know how to do this when they leave our home. So what is what is an answer here to the question of how do we help our children establish these boundaries? Considering everything that we've just looked at from God's Word, how do we navigate these issues? And I'll give you three principles I think we should engage in or apply to our lives as parents in trying to help our kids with this. Number one, parents, we have to model for our children the behavior we want them to learn. All right? If we're not engaging the world in friendships, that will lead them to Jesus, we're never going to be able to help our children learn how to do that. Or if we are continually uh, partnering with the world in such a way that our behavior is corrupted by the people that are around us, then our children are going to think that's the norm. We need to model what we want our children to live. That's number one. Number two, we have to pray continually for wisdom in shepherding, shepherding our children. And part of that wisdom is to know the seasons of their life. Right? A farmer, you have to know when to plant the seed at just the right time so it'll grow a good crop. We need to know in our children's lives how to navigate the different seasons of their lives. Um, it's not an age. You can't just say, well, when they're 14, they're ready to start making some of these decisions. That's not the case. Uh, we can't uh, let them make the decisions too soon, and we can't hold them back too long. And so we need wisdom for each of our individual children, if we have multiple kids, it may be different ages for each one, but we need to know the right season. We need the wisdom from God to understand that. And then finally, parents, get involved in your child's life. Get involved in their business. Have open communication with them. Know their friends. Know the conversations they're having. Know who's in their life. But remember that the purpose of this is to train them so one day they don't need you to do that, right? So some of us, some of us as parents, we are probably the ones who would be tempted to let our children go too quickly um, into paths they're not ready for. We need to be prepared to get in their business, talk with them openly about these things. Other of us as parents, we probably are those who would shield our children too long. We need to remember that our involvement in their life is to prepare them to make these decisions down the road. So open, honest communication about these things and helping them think through these decisions that they're making um, in the right time, in the right seasons. That is the pathway for us as parents. So I'd love to hear your own comments or other questions that you have about these issues. So in the email address that you're about to hear uh, at the end of the episode, send us an email and tell me what I missed or what questions you have or what comments you have on the episode. Uh, but for now, church, let's continue to rely on Jesus together. Thank you for joining, and we'll see you on the next uh, podcast episode. Grace and peace to your family. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast. If you have a question about today's episode or if you would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us at buildingup at agapepinson.com. 
To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app. Or you can watch the video format by visiting us online at agapepinson.com. Thank you.